you are the podcast master. It's milestone time on the Matt West Now podcast. For the first time ever, the podcast is welcoming a barrel racer. That's right. You know, people have been asking to have more women on the podcast and barrel racers. So not just any barrel racer this time. It's one of my favorite barrel racers of all time. This lady is a two-time Wrangler National Finals qualifier. She's won the Pendleton Roundup multiple times as well. And she and her horse are two of the most popular uh, athletes ever to step into the Thomas and Mack Center. In my opinion, I, I, I love them both to death. I'm talking about Kimmy Wall. She's going to talk about her horse, Foxy, that is a fan favorite, to say the least. Also going to talk a lot about you know um, the, the family side of being in the rodeo world. Her husband, Travis, kids, Strand, Briley, talk a lot about the dynamic there between you know her being a world-class barrel racer, plus also balancing the duties of being a wife and a mother, and I think that she handles everything as good as any human possibly can. You're going to understand why she's one of my favorite, not not just my favorite barrel racers, but one of my favorite humans ever. I am such a huge fan. There's some big things that are said in this podcast that really make me excited about the future because, you know what, at the end of the day, so many rumors get out there, especially you know when, when somebody doesn't show up to the National Finals Rodeo. Then the rumor mill starts to circulate. Well, we're going to lay to rest some of those rumors here. And, uh, man, I, I'm just so excited to, to have the first of many female Western sports athletes on the podcast. And I, I tell you what, I couldn't be more excited, more happy to have Kimmy as my first barrel racer. So, Again, it's coming to you from Las Vegas, 10 podcasts, 10 days, direct from the Rule Cloth booth there at the Las Vegas Convention Center and Hunter and Outdoor Christmas, um, continuing the party at Rodeo Vegas at the Mirage every single night. Still got a couple of days left here of the National Finals Rodeo, so if you're coming to Vegas, come see us at the Mirage. Stop by, check out the Rule Cloth booth. Hey, you might be on the podcast if you're on your way to Vegas, but I'll tell you who is without question on the podcast this episode. That is National Finals Barrel Racer, Kimmy Wall. I feel like I should start. Um, well, I feel like there's only one way to start, really. And? Happy birthday oh. to you. That's, that's it. I'm not I singing in public. I thought you were going to forget. I was really hoping really? you Really? How forgot. could I forget it's your birthday? <laughs> like, legit, I've, I've been thinking about it all year. You have? Yeah. Aw, yeah, I, I feel like a celebrity at you, the moment. You really... Well, you are. No, I'm not. You're my favorite barrel racer ever that's been on this podcast. Because I'm the only one? No, but I've told you you're my favorite barrel racer anyways. Um, we, I got you something, and I, I, I've been planning all year to bring you this gift. You're lying. Um, no, I really... Because... Um, I don't know. I feel like cakes are so... Yeah, I feel like cupcakes, everybody does that. So I've been planning this for 365 days to bring you this gift. I hope it has your face on it. Or I've been planning for like the last 15 minutes. One or the other are true. But it's <gasps> oh just my like, gosh. You don't have to pretend to be excited. It's just a giant marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it is a, what is it? It looks it's, like you've already ate one. Matt. Okay, so anyways. <laughs> um, no. I, I had this big plan of getting you a cake and surprising and you know it's vegas and when you don't go to bed till one or two in the morning and you You wake up a little sugar oh there you go so 
Anyways, happy birthday though. I mean, thank you. It's a big one. Is it? Twenty five is big. Your insurance is going to go down <laughs> on your car. Oh, my insurance is going to go up now because I'm hitting the golden <laughs> years. <laughs> Whatever. We we don't even have to talk about that. But happy birthday. Thank um, you. Probably much different than most birthdays are spent in Vegas. You know, I've spent the last, I think, five years in Vegas. So, But you're not like the typical going to go out and party and no. hit all the clubs. I'm too old to do that now. But no, it's just not appealing to me. But Isn't it funny how like people have such different outlooks on this city? I hate this place. Um, You know, I, I am a small town girl. Like, no kidding. Like, not even a stoplight where I live. Same. And so I live out in the country, like 10 miles. And so kind of the rat race is not, is not my deal. It really isn't. It's, it's weird for me because I live outside of a town of 300 people. And like, there's some of that big city that like I'm intrigued by. Like if I go to downtown LA or like the first time I came to Vegas, it's so cool to see, but it's like all the stuff I've seen on TV. Okay. I've seen it now. Take me back home. I, yes, me too. And I'm super intrigued about what makes people want to live here <laughs> when life could be so it. much simpler other places. But it is convenient, kind of, to drive down the road and and have it, you know, all, it lots of restaurants and that. But I just, it's, I'm with you. It's not worth it. I'm, I kind of hate it. And when I go home, I feel very happy to get there. It's funny because I, I love people. And like, I, I genuinely do care about people, but in the same breath, I hate people. <laughs> I, I, and I'm not saying that like, don't come up and t- try to talk to me or like, like I, I do. I love people. I hate crowds. That's a better way to say yes. it. I hate yes. crowds and I stupid people. I, I hate when I'm trying to get something done and I can't accomplish it because of the crowds. Right. I, I can only imagine like when you came here to compete, like stressful. It was stressful because if you couldn't get somewhere on time and you was supposed to be this place on time and then you couldn't get to this place on time or you got hung up at one place and you couldn't get there, it just hung you up for the rest of the day. But um, then again, you genuinely appreciated it. But if it was just traffic to me, that was just so stupid. It's so frustrating. You don't have time. There's so much going on in Vegas. Most people come out here for three, four days and then they're home. But you don't have time to do anything. You you have time to do like one thing a day. If and that's that, it. Yeah. No, like honestly, when I was a contestant here, I barely had time to eat. Yeah. yeah. Because you got autograph signings, appearances, but and at the same time, and you got to take care of your horse. And then you had to take care of your business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, I mean, you have other animals and people that are dependent on you. It, it's hard. Like... And, and well, and not to mention, I had a family here yeah, also. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people are like, oh, you know, these contestants, this is what they do it for. Yeah, but they're still humans. Like, that's that's what we forget is people are still people. Yeah. They've still got friends and family and animals to take care of. You know, it's it's a, something I'll never forget, and I pray I get the opportunity to get to do it again. You but will. Each time you go you learn something about how to do it better next time. Yeah. You're 25. You've still got, uh, <laughs> how old is she? She's 60. Is that right? Running this week? Um, oh my gosh. You, right. I have many got, years. You've got 35 years left in your career. Easy. Speaking of animals, I, we have this really crazy, awesome bond because you like myself, love big dogs, big, scary, macho dogs. What do you have? For sure. I have uh, Mr. Weenie. He's a weenie dog, and then I, 
I have Chewy, and he's a little long-haired. We don't even know what uh, Chewy is. He, we call him a designer dog. A designer dog. <laughs> he's so unique. He is very unique. Uh, we we keep saying we're gonna get him that hair test done on him so we can find out exactly what Chewy is. What like a, like a DNA test? Yeah, like a DNA test on him. But then is that again, even a thing? It is a thing. So I've heard. But then again, I'm like, well, maybe that will take away from like. Chewy's uniqueness if we really know what Chewy is. What if you find out he's just like part? They're just rodeo dogs. They've been everywhere with me. I probably would not have survived the rodeo trail if it wasn't for Mr. Weenie and Chewy. Yeah. For real. I I see dogs in the airports all the time and I get mad if if it's not my dog, but I can totally see being on the road that much. Couldn't do it without them. Oh gosh, no. They have been, they literally have been from Florida to California to cross the border into Canada. They, Mr. Weenie actually caught a baby rabbit on the tr- in the infield in Calgary, and we had to take that away from him, and he was not too pleased. But I mean, they've been everywhere. Wait a minute. <laughs> I feel like there's more to this story. Okay, so your wiener dog catches a rabbit. He is a hunting fool. On the infield at the Calgary Stampede. But have you seen those rabbits? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have. I have like. I, I went to I walked to a gym in Calgary this year and when I walked out those rabbits were just They're everywhere. as big as I am. But they look like the rabbits that I see in like pet stores. They're different colors and everything. Yeah, they're pretty big and I was like, Oh no, it's mom is gonna come for it and it's gonna get Mr. Weenie and so we had to take it away from Mr. Weenie and so no, we have we have many wild stories that include Mr. Weenie and Chewy. Really? They are they are they are very good companions. Big characters. Yeah, they are very good companions. They think, you know, and I honestly feel like they miss rodeo as much as I do. They yeah. they're the first ones in the truck. Yeah, my uh, my little Vegas, my little Chihuahua. He he runs the house. Oh yeah, he for he sure. absolutely is the man of the house. Like no matter who's there, that's his place. And even though he's eight inches tall, he he thinks he's a big dog. We call Chewy the uh, arena boss because he never leaves us. Yeah. he sits in the chair. He bosses us and then mr weenie in the summertime well anytime when it when he's thirsty he'll go to the water trough and bark and guess what i do i get off and walk over there and lift him up and get him a drink just because so like if you if you're warming horses they're they're there oh yeah they're watching yeah they lay they lay with me or go play around or they're pretty much with me all the time that's so cool does your family travel with you My daughter traveled with me a lot when school was out. She never could travel with me, um, you know, during school because my kids have school. They would take time off of school sometimes, and I would fly them into places. Or um, the last time I made the NFR, I took Briley out of school for a week and made her travel with me just because I kind of needed needed my family around me. And I've done that a couple times, and I felt like they always learned more on the road. Bingo than they ever did in school. Um, Strand didn't love to travel as much as Briley did, but Briley loved it. She loved every part of rodeo. She loved the whole aspect of it. Um, she loved the people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they how old loved are your all kids? They're 16 and 17 now. That's crazy. And Briley will be 18 next year. 
in May. So she'll be old enough to rodeo then, and she really wants to rodeo. Strand still has a couple more years. You're way too hot to have an 18-year... Wait, can I say that in public? Uh, you know, I really feel like they were adopted, and they're really... Right, that's it. You're just such a good person. You went out and adopted a couple I did. of teenagers. I adopted teenagers. You're just barely older than them, so it's more like a friendship than a than. A you know, it's really funny, because my kids have got really put out that they have not got to come to Vegas the last couple of years. They feel like it's their God-given right to get to come to Vegas, because they grew up doing this. They don't right. know anything different, and they don't know that there's many kids that have never been here and don't get to do this kind of thing and travel the country and go all these places and they're 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 really blessed and I think they're starting to realize that now. Your dogs have seen more of the world than most <laughs> people do. I know. I, like You're I mean so we right. take it for granted, but like when you think about it, I I was having a conversation yesterday with some people and you know you talk about like people that grow up in small towns like we did. Um typically tend to stay in those small towns and they don't get out and see the world and as much as it pains me to go to las vegas for two weeks at a time like i have to stop myself and go you know what you're pretty lucky it's pretty pretty cool we're pretty blessed and the really neat thing about me rodeoing i drive everywhere i have drove cross country i'm not flying it's not like those flyover states that everybody talks about like you live in yeah thanks (laughs) I get to see all those states. I get to go to all of them. I get to drive through them and see some country that I just, I love. And I would never get a, I would have never have thought about even visiting. I drove before. here. I drove here from Oklahoma this year. So you probably drove through my state. Um, No. 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 You no. That flyover I, state. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't pay much attention. Uh, <laughs> you don't know. Honestly, like I like to drive. Because of just what you're saying, you're, and Brandon Bates is looking at me like I'm crazy because I hate flying. I hate flying with the fire of a thousand suns. One, I'm scared of heights, terrified of heights. There's no reason for me to be 40,000 feet in the air. Like God made the ground and put feet on the bottom of my shins so that I could walk and stay on the ground. Um, the other thing is like, like you say, I, I don't like crowds and airports suck. Because every rude person in the world finds themselves in the airports. So I hope nobody gets offended by this. But hey, I, this <laughs> this is not a podcast that cares if people get offended. One day we had had to make a trip to Walmart, and I looked. We got in the truck, and I looked at my daughter, and I said, "I did not realize I had such a hatred for small children." <laughs> okay, we might have just offended some people. <laughs> Why? Oh my gosh, because it's just so many screaming children running around, and I, I can't do that. That is not my deal. You know what it is for <laughs> And me I love though? children. Me too. I have and kids. I love them. And it doesn't take me long to remind myself, it's not the kids I hate, it's their parents You're I hate. Right. I despise their parents because they let them do that. Like Walmart, Walmart's the devil. <laughs> Because it one, makes me turn into the devil, uh, actually. People leave their carts sitting out in the parking lot. Everybody that listens to this podcast knows I hate that shit. But uh, the other thing is, like, it's like you get kids in Walmart and it's you just let them be as bad as they want to be. And nobody disciplines. And th- I was never that parent, and I still try not to be that parent of those wild teenagers because yeah. every stage changes. And so I, I, ha- I just struggle. I struggle with yeah. that. <laughs> I want your teenager. Speaking of your teenagers, your daughter. I mean, she volunteered to come out here. Yeah, she did. So my kids, my kids are like I said, I'm from a very very small town, mm-hmm. and so my children are very sheltered. What What's the town? 
Well, my children go to a school named um, in Altamont, Utah, which is a teeny, teeny, tiny little town. Um, my actual address is Roosevelt, which is a little bit bigger. So um, very rural farming community, ranching. Um, we're just very sheltered where we live, which yeah. I'm fine with. But uh, my son was trying to figure out every which way he could get here. And uh, he had a wrestling tournament in Reno, and he's just because I guess it ended with Nevada, he yeah. figured it was just down the street. And he said, well, how can I get from Reno to Las Vegas? And I'm like, well, you definitely don't Uber because or hitchhike because it's as far as it is from home to here. And then my daughter said, well, you know, I'm pretty sure that I'll just go with you and do my own thing during the day when you're busy. It will be fine. And she's I, how old? 17. Yeah, 17 I said, year no, old girl in Vegas. That's pretty much an episode of Snatched waiting to happen. So they didn't get to come. <laughs> oh, that's sad. I can't, be- I can't believe you wouldn't let your teenage kids come run wild run in Las Vegas. Run amok in You know what, Las though? Vegas. Like, I have a feeling you wouldn't have anything to worry about. A lot of that, it's funny to say teenagers loose in Vegas, but um, I've got to assume you've got pretty good kids. They are very good kids. I, I honestly, from day one, I don't, I, I don't know how I've been blessed to have such good kids. They my have parents their moments. say that all the time. I mean, I've never heard them, but in my mind, I pretend they say that you all the time. You pretend they yeah. say that. Um, they're very good kids, and they are, you know, they have their moments. They are teenagers, but I honestly don't. They're my best friends. I love them, and I don't know what I would have done without them. I'm very happy I, I have oh, my two kids. That's so cool. Let's talk a little bit about how you got involved in rodeo. Like how how did you how did you become uh, the the barrel racer that you are? Well, honestly, I grew up on a on a cattle ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, I have three older brothers, mm-hmm. so I think I was just I had to be tough to survive, basically. But it was just something we always did. We always rodeoed. Um, parents, parents, my rodeo. Parent, no, my 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 dad team roped, but I had my brothers Did rope. Did you just say that team roping's not rodeoing? No, <laughs> that that that's it. Now you did offend. You offended every no, team roper that, that lives. That's not what I meant. That is that's not like saying cheerleading is not a sport. It's probably not. Okay. But <laughs> no, I'm just Again, kidding. Um, more reasons. Why I'm trying I love you. really hard. <laughs> Even though you was a cheerleader, Matt, I, I gotta, I, I did get an offer in college to you be did? a cheerleader. Yeah, I think I've told that story on this podcast before, but I went in for enrollment, and uh, I was in the bookstore, and somebody walked up to me and said, "Hey, I'm gonna pay for your college," and I just looked and I was like, "Huh?" And they said, "We're gonna give you a full ride scholarship," and I said, <gasps> "What are you talking about?" And they said, "I'm the cheerleading coach here at the college, and I need a, I need a male." And, and you're you going to do it. And you too dumb to do it? I, I had a full ride to judge horses. And you got to remember, this is in the oh. year 2000. I still thought it wasn't cool. Now, looking back, I'm a dumbass. I should have been yeah, a cheerleader. Yeah, you probably should have done it. Hello. But I did. I had a full ride scholarship to be a cheerleader. Anyways. <laughs> so, all right. So, you grew up around I, it. I grew up. I, I've been on a horse seriously from day one. It just, it, it almost was not an option to not ride um, where I grew up. We had cattle permits. Um, we doctored cattle. I mean, you, if anybody knows what it's like to have a cattle ranch in Utah, it's, it's not a treat because most of the year it's not warm. Right. So, I mean, you just kind of had to be tough. And then I just always wanted to be a barrel racer. I don't know. And so... 
Um, we were we never had the option of having a trained horse. My dad was always just said, "Go pick a horse and make it." And so, mm-hmm. you know, at the time, I remember that frustrated me so bad that I could never ha- be the girl that was winning because I had that nice trained horse. But now I look back and I know it made me the person that I am today because I would I would not have learned the lessons that I learned. Yeah, because nowadays especially like younger kids think that they should go out and, and automatically be handed a $100,000 horse. Oh, and, and for that's sure. just part of it. It's just how it works. It's just easy. And if it was easy, everybody would do it. So with our children, um, Travis and I have always tried to continue that on. We would never let them go compete on unless they knew how to lift a shoulder, unless they knew how to train a colt, unless they knew how to break one at the pole, unless they had some valuable lessons. They just never got handed a horse and said, here, go compete. It was never like that because we wanted them to be able to fix problems. Because how many times have I seen girls get handed an, a, an amazing athlete, get on the road? It's not if problems happen, it's when. Yeah. And they don't know how to fix it. You know what I think? I think people underestimate the amount of horsemanship it takes to compete, especially at this level. Absolutely. You know, I was talking with uh, Fred Whitfield one day, and we absolutely both said that. I said, you know, Fred, I'd really like you to come help my kids. And he said, you know, most most of these people do not understand that most of the sport is horsemanship. Yep. And I said, amen, can you please video that? And I will send that home to my children. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, because especially like novice fans or fans that go to their local rodeo and then they show up at the NFR or whatever, they think that, you know, the girls are just kicking into gear and going as fast as they can, turning the corner a couple of times, and then they're out of the arena. But there's a lot more to it. You know, and those people that can do that, bless their hearts, I don't want to ride behind them. Right, 100%. 100% because, you know, eventually a barrel racing career is going to be over and, and that horse is going to be outside of an arena. And you, you still want to be able to maintain somewhat, you know, of a relationship between the horse and the rider. Right. So, I mean, all, all of all of mine start with getting broke first. Because you guys then, you guys actually train some trained horses, uh, right? Yes, we yeah. do. And we, you know, I, I hadn't trained for the outside public for a while because mm-hmm. I had been gone rodeoing. and I you're just, selfish. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yes, I'm I'm selfish. I enjoy sleeping. And no, I always had to drive myself and do, and I was like, eventually I have to sleep. And so I, when I got home after 2017 NFR, I started training some Colts again and mainly started with my Colts, but I I forgot how much I loved the babies and the Colts and the process. I mean, it's frustrating. Don't get me wrong. But I, I do love that process. I don't have the patience or, or the knowledge to ever step in to a round pen and start trying to work with a colt. But one of my favorite things in the world is I get to host Road to the Horse and oh, to watch people wow. like Chris Cox and Dan James and you know different horsemen work with those colts and, and the amount of, of 
knowledge and foundation that they can build in just a couple of days. It's incredible. It's one of my favorite things to see. So I'll be honest. I don't start with them until they're ready to learn, until they can ride. I really don't because I don't enjoy that aspect of it. But that is what my husband does. My son has now started to break some colts, and he's really started to learn that part from my husband, and he loves that. But that is kind of not my gig until they're ready to go to the till they're ready to be ridden and go learn something. But everybody has that, you know, their their specialization. Everybody ha- like I feel like that's a perfect It works out. Relationship. I feel like that's a perfect team. Yeah, it works out really great for us because Travis can get them going and get them riding cuz and then I can take them on from there and it's it works like out school. really great. You know, I mean, you you go through basic math and then you advance to Whatever it is, geometry, algebra, whatever. You move from one course right into the next level. I mean, that's no different than what you guys are doing. Yeah, we're a pretty good team, and I think that's why we've been successful. And and then another reason I feel like we've been successful is, you know, sometimes you just need a second set of eyes mm-hmm. instead of trying to figure out a problem on your own. Yeah. When And a second set of eyes saying, hey, you know, I feel like maybe you should try this or this is what's going on. We have that in each other. Travis and I do, and now with the kids, um, and it's so it's worked really good. I've learned to just say, "Yeah, I'll give that a try," or "Yeah, that's probably what's going on," instead of "No," and arguing because I used to really argue. Really? No, I know. I I'm kind of really bad at arguing when things go wrong or somebody suggests something to me because I always want to be right, and so now when Travis suggest something to me i'll just say yeah i'll give it a try so so as a wife as a female you're admitting that sometimes you're not always right did i just hear that (laughs) unfortunately yeah you heard that i'm not editing that out like that i'm i'm moving that to the front of the podcast how long have you been over and over and over you're gonna make that right my ringtone on you (laughs) how long have you been married oh my gosh we got married in i don't even know 1998 serious it's a good thing he's not going to listen to this podcast. Oh, my gosh. So my birthday is today. Travis's was two days ago. We Travis's, Sorry, I forgot yours, Travis. Last year when I was here, I did. I forgot it all day long. And I got back to the room after dinner, and I called him, and he goes, So are you finally going to call and wish me happy birthday? Oh, my God. Uh, I'm the worst. I'm terrible. You are. I forgot our anniversary last year even. Our when anniversary is, is on the 18th of December. We got Travis's birthday is the 8th. Mine is the 10th. And we got married on the 18th. We were stupid kids. We had no idea. I got married when I was 19. But it worked out for us. So how long have you been married? Crap. I don't know. How many years is that? I don't, I don't even know. know. I was trying to let people do the math and, and figure out how old you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh Okay, so do I need do I need to uh, do I need to text you in a few days and remind you that it's your anniversary? My anniversary, <laughs> right? Are you doing anything special? I doubt it. You know, we have two teenage kids. Well, we're just trying to survive. Okay, <laughs> I haven't asked this question in quite a while on the podcast, and, and for a while it was the it was the leading question to every episode, and so it was my icebreaker. But since you're married, you'll be. I think you'll be the. Uh, I think you'll be the first female that I've asked this question to. Uh, Relationship advice. Are you good with relationship advice, you think? Oh, gosh. 
I mean, other than advice. not remembering dates, do you think you're other good than at? forgetting anniversaries? You know what? I think you just need to be a little bit more laid back. If you know, no, like no, no, I got oh, a specific oh, question. Oh, you have a specific question. A specific okay. Well, question. I just wanted to start with my advice. Well, whatever. yeah, but you, yeah, you'll you'll see where I'm going. Okay, since you've been married for probably roughly she about 21. 21 years, yeah. Um, at what point in a relationship, the beginning of the relationship, or at what point in any relationship, is it okay to fart in front of your significant other? <laughs> I, I, I get all kinds of answers. Like, it's so hard. Like, that's, okay, that's this I is think life-changing that, I think questions. that is specific. That is just specific. Because now I have a teenage son, so it's... I don't know because like if you don't want to be farted in front of Matt, why do you think she does? I mean, I, why are you putting this on me? I'm asking you <laughs> specifically, like like you. I really and your husband. I really don't care to ever hear anybody fart. Really? And but my son and husband don't seem to see that it's doesn't bother them. My son for sure. <laughs> my son for sure. My cousin Sammy. So. It was married to a girl, I think, for eight years. Not one time did he ever fart in front. Of, he's never done it. He's never farted in front of a female. Like I, I don't even know how that's physically possible. When when you came up here to do this podcast, did you think we were going to? No, start I honestly did not think it would lead to farting. I, I didn't. That either. was the, my least. I, I did. That was farthest from my mind. But I'm glad you went there, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep I keep asking people. Um, just a, a simple little question because it's cool when you start hearing some of the answers. But, like, you know, we're fortunate. We spend a lot of time on the road. We've been in cool spots and places. And especially here at the NFR, like, you see all kinds of celebrities, not just in Western sports, but celebrities all in all genres of life. Like, who are some of the people that you, you look back and you're like, holy shit, I can't believe I met so-and-so. Do you have any of those people? Or are you so not I just a- want to say something really quick. Like yeah. I look back on my experience here, like two years later, and even some of my experiences on the road. And I, I look back, and I, I some days Travis and I will look at each other, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, like yeah. we did that. Yep. We actually qualified for the NFR, like not once but twice. Yep. Like we did that. Like who would have ever thought? Like I would have done that." Isn't that amazing? Yes. Like, I mean, like, okay, so for one, I guess I am like a rodeo girl through and through, a huge fan. Like, I sit back and I think of that conversation that I was telling you about Fred Whitfield. We were kicked back with our feet out of our stirrups in Calgary's arena, just shooting the bull, visiting, like experiences like that. Um, Bob Tallman rang my phone the other day and I'm like, Whoever would have thought? Yes, exactly. You know, like whoever would have thought like me from a little t- teeny tiny town, grew up, rancher's daughter, this stuff ever would have happened to me. Like these are these are my people, you it, know? It's it's amazing. And I was telling I was telling Megan this week like there's little things in my life that still are mind-boggling to me. It, when Ty Murray calls me by name in the hallway at one of our events or comes and sits down next to me at catering, um, when a guy like Trevor Brazil even, you know, walks across the room to shake hands and say hello, like, you know, and, and I mean, we're way closer to the same age than, like, me and Bob Tallman are, me and Trevor, but those things are still cool to me. 
Oh, for sure. Because they're, they're icons in, in my book. And I'm and a fan. Me I'm too. still a fan. Me too. And I, I never in a million years would have thought I would be in the same... No, I don't want to say level playing field, but to be somebody that they would ever think of. Can I tell you, I, I've, I've really had a couple of those moments, uh, specifically in the last 48 hours, where I would look at her and I would go... I, I, this is the craziest life anyone could ever have. Um, the last two nights, I got Randy Travis into an after party in Las Vegas. Randy freaking Travis. And you had to get him in? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so so I met him and his wife and his daughter uh, earlier this year at AT&T Stadium and you know, started building a relationship with them. And somebody walked in the other day and they were like, hey, Randy Travis is over at CPK. Can you believe that? Holy crap. And so like, I just I sent word over and, and we had a little spot for them. And uh, then they came back th- the second night in a row and they just set just to sit and visit. Just like, because they had fun. Unbelievable to look back and go, oh my, I got Randy Travis in. And that's not a bragging moment. That is a holy crap. Like this life is nuts. It's it's wild. You know, I haven't been to the NFR since 2017. And I sit here, I'm here with Purina and I sit there in that booth and people come in to see me or they walk by and they see me. And I am absolutely flabbergasted at how many people still remember me and how many people still know me and come you say that like you you are you don't give yourself enough credit because you 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 are a a big personality not in the sense that you're like hey look at me or anything like that but it takes somebody 10 seconds of of having an encounter with you for them to be a fan. like I, And I mean that genuinely. Well, You're one you. of my favorite people. Thank and you. And I don't tell a lot of but people that. <laughs> it's fun. Like, it is really fun to be here. I, I called Travis after the very first day. I was like, I really didn't realize how many people I knew. Isn't that cool? <laughs> yeah, and how many people still remembered me. And it, it was fun. It was really a lot. It, it's, I'm having a blast here. Well, re- you're just hitting the pause button until until next will be year back or the next year, year after. Next year? Okay. So... Give us an update. Can you? Uh, yeah. So, you know, like I'm going to start over and I'm going to be basically a rookie. <laughs> That's okay. Because I don't have any qualifications. But Which is... Uh, it's okay. You could, get me, you could get me started. We won't and get going, started on uh, that. It just drives yeah. me nuts the way rodeo works sometimes. We won't get started sometimes. on that. But um, I, I, get, I get both aspects of it, so it's fine. But, you know... I, my kids are still both young. My son wrestles and plays sports. So it's okay that I spend the winter home with him right now and with my kids. So it'll be fine. I'll I'll probably try and start out in California. That is the plan as of now. Things could change, you know, next week. But as of now, I'd really like to do that. So what horse's name are we going to start hearing a lot? Do we know? You know, um, we're just going to start out with the with the old rookie for a minute, Miss yeah. Foxy. Yeah. She's going to go. She's and there, there could be some other surprises in there, but I don't want to dump any names in there. Yeah. Okay, good for you. How is she? She's fat and sassy. <laughs> Ready to go? No, she's so not even close to ready to go. That's another reason we won't start out anywhere else. Is it, I mean, do you realize like how many fans of that horse there are? Yes. Um, you know, people message me all the time or if I'll post a picture on social media and just say how much they miss Foxy they running down care. the alley. Yes. And Foxy is a huge personality in mm-hmm. herself. If anybody knows her, like she is absolutely the biggest personality 
horse and um i i think she's she misses it as much as i do um and she's ready to go back but she needed a break she was ready for a break and she needed a break and i owed her that right she i did that horse owes me nothing Mm -hmm. um she has made all of my dreams come true and travis and i raised and trained her and so some days i'll walk down I'll walk down to her pen and I'll look at her and I'm like, good golly, Miss Molly, I own a, a two-time NFR round winner. Yep. She, her and winnings. almost broken arena record here. Yes. Her winnings is like out of this world. And I just look at her and I'm like, gosh, but she's just my foxy, you know, she's just my foxy. And, um, she's as sassy as she ever was. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> so cool to hear. So good to hear because like. I will say this. Rodeo fans are amazing. And I just want to tell everybody, she's completely sound. There was yeah. never anything wrong with Foxy. Yeah. I mean, I know people think that there wasn't. We just needed some t- a timeout. Yeah. Well, and, and anytime somebody takes takes a break in any sport, all of a sudden everybody starts the rumor mill yes. and there's so many things going yes. on but and she has come she's been fine from day one but she she just really needed a break and like i said i owed that to her yeah well good good i'm excited for you guys i mean i'm excited to see you back here next year and hopefully you know i know my daughter you know we're hopefully she'll get a come rodeo and yeah. um, earn her spot here someday yeah maybe maybe together wouldn't that be In something? a couple of years wouldn't that be cool yes um I, I'm going to say this now because I won't get to next year, and I'm glad we got to sit down and have this conversation because next year you won't remember me at all. You'll be <laughs> nah, you know, on every billboard you. in Las Vegas. And, <laughs> uh, no, but I'm I'm just I'm I'm really really truly uh, grateful that we're friends, and, me and I too. mean that. Um, I I jokingly say, "Oh, my favorite barrel racer all the time," but you're one of my favorite people ever, and it's because you're like you're always so positive, you're always so uplifting, you're always you always got a smile. It's on your a rule face. at my house. Yeah, it is a rule at my house. Nobody is allowed to do the negative thing. Really? Um, like especially when we're rodeoing or even in stupid homework, math class, because the second you let that negativity creep into your mind, like Briley was having some trouble hitting barrels, and so we'd go to the jackpot and should say. I'm, you know, she'd be like, I don't want to hit a barrel this week. And I'm like, no, you don't say you, the second you say I'm going to hit a barrel or I'm not going to hit a barrel, that negativity creeps into your mind. So you change your, your language pattern into saying, I want to have a good run. I only want to make good runs or something like that. And that is, that's how I try and speak all the time. Because the second you let that negativity creep into your mind, it's you're a you're a goner and i've tried to teach that to my children that's it's crazy you say that because that's something i'm working on a lot right now is everybody that listens to this knows that like i bitch all the time i hate leg day i I hate going to the gym you know but then then i i have a constant reminder now that's like hey be glad that you have those days where your legs hurt because there's a lot of people in the world that would love to feel that again you know um and i complain oh i've been in vegas for two weeks no I get I to be in Ve- I, I get to be in Vegas for two weeks. There's you know how many people want to be here for two or three days. We and we have get never to been. be here, and, and we have, have a reason been. to yes. be here. Yeah, and so yeah, again, we're we're pretty grateful. So I'm gonna try to start implementing that whole positive thing. It's hard though. It's, it's really hard. hard. You know, I I I struggle this time of year when it gets cold yep. and I have to go outside and do chores in the winter and it's freezing and. 
everything it just makes everything so hard you know and yeah but, but in in july august september it sure makes it feel worth it doesn't it yeah it really does especially but, when you're back here next year it, it does and you know what when your horses start working because you put that extra work into them in this time of year in the winter months when everybody else mm-hmm. laid theirs off it makes everything worth it what do you what do you guys do like uh, away from rodeo like like what's a family you know fun honestly day? we don't watch sports yeah um i watch my son my son plays sports um what's he play he he played football until this year. They didn't play football, and he's a wrestler. Really? Yes, he's a wrestler, and so we watch Strand wrestle, and then the boys rope. Um, but honestly, we ride. Yeah. Every honestly, if we go out to dinner with friends, if we're at the house, we're studying pedigrees, we are talking horses. Like our when I say our world revolves around it, that is no joke. Even the kids. You, Briley can tell you. Every horse on our place, it's lineage. And Strand, not so much. Strand, not so much, but he he loves roping. And, um, you know, he's not into the barrel horses right. at all. He kind of makes fun of us, actually. <laughs> <laughs> tell him, tell him I'm a, I'm a, uh, I could have been a cheerleader. I, I will tell him that me. he maybe could have a future. He that could. I bet he could. Yeah, I mean, if he's wrestling, he's got to be a tough kid. He is a pretty he is a pretty tough kid and it makes me mad that I can't beat him up anymore but <laughs> There you go I'm offending people again Mother of the year beating <laughs> her kid up joking No you know what people people get way too easily offended and you know what I say to those people kiss my ass I agree with you 100% I you know uh, my kids stayed in a line a lot but <laughs> when I I, I feel like around. I feel like I'm a pretty good I'm a pretty good You'll human, be a great parent. Uh, I feel like I'm a good human, and you know what? My parents whipped my ass when I was a kid, and I'm okay it's with it. It's a good it. thing because I'm completely okay with it. You would be running a mock around here. Yeah. So stop being so offended, people. I it, agree. I, I agree, it. and I'm pretty laid back kind of person, so it's okay. Mike, I have good kids, but you know, honestly, our world revolves around horses. I can't even tell you about when, what we're going to breed this mare to next year, when this one's going to foal. Um, how we're going to work this one next next time I go make a run on this one. Like, how we're going to ride this one. Should we switch? I mean, always. We're just always talking about it. it our world revolves. Watching videos, um, you name it. Like, our world literally revolves around it. What would be your dream birthday present? Oh, my gosh. I, I can't even tell you. I feel like... And this sounds so dumb and so cliche, but I have accomplished getting to like making it to the NFR. I feel like a lot of my dreams have been accomplished. I, um, I mean, not all of them. I would love to make it here on another horse. I, um, that would probably be my dream, my dream birthday present. I know that's not like a gift. That's something you have to earn. No, but I mean, but, um, I never wanted to be, I worked so hard the second time to make it here because I never wanted to be a one hit wonder. Right. I, I wanted to, to make it over and over again, even though I had been like 19th in the world and 20th in the world, I'd never made it here. Yeah. And so I want, I wanted to make it here at least twice. And then, then I took a couple of years off, but I would love to make it here on another horse that I raised and trained. Do it a couple of times. I would love to, that would, that would be, or, or to have my daughter do it. 
Well, we just put it into the universe, so it's all going to happen. I believe I, I that. Hope, well, I've said it out loud, so. <laughs> which which is which is the first step, and people it is don't the first step. They get mad at me and Megan because people are like, "Oh, another gym selfie." You know what? I ain't doing that shit for you guys. No, I'm doing that for me. It's self accountability. I say things on this podcast not for people listening. I say certain things on this podcast for me to hold myself accountable to say, you know what? This is a goal I want, and if I don't put it out there. It's going to be easier to let it slip away. Right. I never went and ran around three barrels for anybody else but myself. Yeah. And that's how it should be. Yes. We, and, we. and, you know, I just, I, I love it. Like, I love the competition. I love, I fell in love with my rodeo family more than anything, and that's who I've missed the most. But I never did it for anybody else. That's for dang sure. Because if I was doing it for somebody else, I would have quit a long time ago. Well, I, you, you are doing it for a lot of us that enjoy seeing you compete and seeing you be successful. So for that, thank you. Um, happy birthday. Thank you. Go celebrate. Gosh, I'm in Vegas. Why not? Yeah, be in bed by nine. <laughs> I was last night. <laughs> I appreciate you doing this. I really do. Oh my gosh, I feel like such a celebrity today. Oh, shut I feel up. like this is okay. something you did I gotta for me. Go. Just <laughs> I got to go. Happy birthday. <laughs> Love you.